to our fantasy fam out there. I am Sven, your host, accompanied by my brother. Welcome back, brother. I know it's been a while. Um, oh, dude. Good to have you back. It's great to be I mean, here, man. Daddy, daddy life, you know, it's just, that's, it's, it gets in the way. That's what, <laughs> it's crazy, man. That Fantastic. little munchkin, that little munchkin is, is more important than fantasy football. Some would say, you know. <laughs> it does take a lot of time. It's um, an incredible amount of fun. It's challenging, obviously. I'm lucky to be working from home right now, spending a lot of time yeah. with, the, with the child and the two dogs. So it's a silver lining for sure. You know, I hope everybody's being safe out there. And, and I'm lucky enough to be home and watching this little man have right. two teeth pop through and oh. you know, turning over, all that crazy stuff. So Looks like my dog. Looks like Riley. He's only got like one tooth on the bottom and then like a couple on the side. But that's aging. He's aging. He's nine as a dog, and that's like what eighty-five. For <laughs> circle, circle it's old, life, brother. It's old. It's old. Week one. Week one of the NFL is officially over, and we have about thirty-five to one hundred people injured. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was excited to watch week one. I don't know about you. I think this is prob. It's probably the more most exciting time of the year, more than Christmas, more than thanksgiving halloween it's crazy man honestly watching it i almost got like butterflies like before the kickoff of the one o'clock games i was like almost like i was i was about to cry (laughs) i'm not even playing (laughs) i don't have to lace them up or anything i'm not even stretching i'm i'm just sitting sitting down i could barely sit actually but it was it was incredibly exciting it was eventful Mm -hmm. it was amazing a lot of a lot of big name touchdowns early on disappointments too some disappointments i mean and that's and that's the thing that, that I, I've been saying since, like, since probably since, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks. I mean, the injuries are going to come. There's no preseason. Training camp was not that long. Training camp was what, a month? When it's normally three months from the start when you got rookie camp, like early on. So more injuries are going to come. This is going to continue to happen. So basically week one was preseason. Dude, like, <laughs> that like counted. Thanos. That like counted. Thanos, brother. Injuries are <laughs> inevitable. It's it's so it's so sad. I mean, I, I and that's and that's another thing too that we we also preach. I mean, do not panic. I know that a lot of people overreact, myself included, and I'm sure you are part of that as well, brother. So you have your overreactions week one, but this year it's it's very different. I mean, we see someone like a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Let's take for example, really quick. Last week, I mean, the guy dominated on Thursday night, but is it because he was just so excited to be in the NFL, you know, and everything was just working for him. And now is he going to go back down to reality this week against the chargers who actually have a pretty, pretty good front seven, you know? So I'm I'm just throwing him out there, obviously as an example. No. And the thing is he got 25 carries, which, which is insane because he did a great job at LSU catching the football out of the backfield. And he only had two targets, no receptions. I mean, he looked nimble, nimble, he looked very sprightly out there. Juked Reed out of his boots on that touchdown. But mm-hmm. are they are they going to give him the ball twenty five times a game? I know you drafted him to get the to get the football in his hands, but Texans they're not a good team. They're not good at all. They are they are horrific, man. Trading mm-hmm. t- trading DeAndre. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're beating a, a horse by saying this because every sports radio fan, anybody walking right now, could have watched that game and said that they should not have traded DeAndre Hopkins. I know it's one game, it's an overreaction, but I'm, I'm fully on board with you should not have traded DeAndre Hopkins, especially after he had 27 catches on 35 targets in the first game, looking oh. like Kyler Murray's security blanket and dominating. Oh, my God. That was – what a performance. He had 14 catches, I think. 
incredible. The Texans didn't get that much in return. That's the sad thing. I mean, yes, they got David Johnson, but like if this was two years ago or when he came off of his 2000, you know, from scrimmage season, then yes, okay, this trade would look a lot better, but not right now. Uh, he looked okay, honestly, to be to be. He fair. did. He, he did. He did. He looked I will, okay yes. out there. He did. He did look good. He was. I believe he actually finished. Um, what did he got? So he, he finished 11th in PPR. He got 16, 17 points. It's actually not terrible because there was only a couple running backs that really, really stood out. That we Christian McCaffrey performed very well. Zeke performed well. Dalvin Cook had a good game. Kamara had a decent. Very good, you know, good showing. Josh Jacobs, this is what we're hoping from Josh Jacobs this year. So hopefully you drafted Josh Jacobs. Week one is definitely not you, – you can't – you got to take it with a grain of salt. You have to take it with a grain of salt, especially COVID 2020. There's going to be injuries. You got to capitalize. This is the year to capitalize. A.J. Brown, injured. We'll jump right into that. We'll talk about some injuries right now. There's a lot of injuries and a lot of big names – and how are you going to fill that for this week? Naturally, waivers went off, which is totally okay. But we can continue on to some of these guys that nobody's heard of. Or even some, some names, yes, if you're good and you actually study football and you play fantasy football, you're going to know some of these names. But like the wide receiver in, uh, in Detroit, Kenny Galladay doesn't go. Who is this other guy besides Marvin Jones? What? Cephas. Cephas? Cephas? I don't know. I'm seeing him being picked up in so many leagues. I actually had, to be honest, I actually had no idea who he was. Dude, he played, <laughs> I, I believe, actually Wisconsin because they played mm. Michigan last year and I got to watch him. He he was incredible at catching the contested throws and great hands. I mean, I actually picked him up on my uh, on my Ooh. dynasty team a couple yeah. months ago because we finally enforced, thank you, a taxi squad rule where you can keep the guy in the taxi squad until you don't. Right, and then he can't go back. He's on your active roster, or you got to drop him. IR um, should always be a taxi squad. All that good stuff, but I know, I know. We've we've tried to get that rule enforced for for a few years now, so I'm very glad that happened. Because then you can then you can take a flyer on some of these guys. A lot of the leagues don't afford that, you know, that capability or functionality. I guess depending on how your league is, but that that's a name too. And I think going back to what you were saying, I think in a lot of these situations we talk about, it's like overreaction versus like panic right because it is only one week and there wasn't a preseason and it was very different with all the virtual practices and I think some of the rookies had a disadvantage potentially right obviously the first Prince of Hilaire proved us wrong 130 yards touchdown but is one week enough to like to, to panic and I know I'm, I'm, I'm going a little off topic here because you were talking about some injuries but like the Chargers offense with Tyrod Taylor like I watched a bunch of hard knocks I think Anthony Lynn's an incredibly likable guy, like a lot of respect. The talent coach, on that team yeah. is insane. Oh, yeah. And they looked horrific. How are you not going to pass the ball to Eckler? Keenan Allen wasn't even a factor. Mike Williams can't have nowhere to play, and he was getting the ball more than more than Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is somebody I'm I'm potentially scared of. And it was Again, baked into won. his ADP. We... It was baked into his ADP, though, right? Because we talked about, exactly. oh, it's such a great value. You're picking him up in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, even. But I mean, he I'm looking at rankings this week. Some some people don't even have him in the top. 40 wide receivers in rankings. That is, that's insane crazy to me. It's Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. He's only going to be as good as Tyrod Taylor or until Justin Herbert comes in. And I think that Justin Herbert is going to be an absolute monster. I know we're talking about injuries, but Justin Herbert, I am so excited for LA to unleash him at some point. This kid's arm is so freaking strong. 
he loves throwing the ball, and why wouldn't he throw to Keenan Allen? But AJ Brown, where did this news come from? That and that's the thing. You see, you you get the alert. You see that. I hopped on Corey Davis. I'm not a huge fan, and he's on my he's on my Jordan Howard, you know, like list of guys that just they've screwed me so many times, and it just but. Fantasy, I mean, points are points. You know, sometimes you got to put your pride aside, which <laughs> I'm very guilty of not doing, and it's cost me definitely in in some matchups. But I capitalized. Corey Davis was out there. Why not pick him up? Keep him away from someone else, and he's a potential start this week because he's going to be the clear number one. Which yeah, AJ Brown week. doesn't play. That that's unfortunate. He definitely. Yeah. I think he was. They were they schemed to cover exactly, and that's AJ exactly Brown what they week. said. So yep. Corey Davis was open. If he doesn't play, obviously that opens up a lot more targets. They don't have a lot of talent on the receiving end. I mean, Johnu Smith a little bit. Pruitt scored a touchdown, I think, which is crazy. Adam then, Humphreys, then, do they still have Adam Humphreys? They do. Yeah. I saw him catch a pass toward the end. I didn't see a lot of that game, but based on everything I've read and heard, I'm glad I didn't see it. Apparently yeah. it's the snooze, Derek, snooze fest of the week. Derek Henry, I did I did watch it. Derek Henry. It took him a little bit. I mean, mind you, I think the guy had like 15 carries for like 60 yards. Like his, it just wasn't his typical game, and it very, very upsetting. Um, the biggest news, though, I think, out of the injuries, and it's this is crushing. This is blowing. Hopefully, you you drafted depth. You have to draft depth. And if shame on you if you drafted a kicker in like the 12th round with like six more to go. This is why because Michael Thomas, your best wide receiver. Oh is out for the next, what, at least like two to three weeks. High ankle sprain, I don't know. Typically, that's four to six weeks, but he is Michael Thomas. He's sprightly. He's a young he lad. He comes back. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I jumped all over Traquan Smith because Emmanuel Sanders was drafted. Mind you, in your deeper leagues, Traquan Smith could have been, could have been drafted. I mean, it's just if, if the roster space was there, yes, he may have had that potential to be picked. I jumped all over him on the waiver, I think, because everybody was going after other guys. Give me Traquan Smith because he's going to be inserted as that number two wide receiver, not number two option, with Jared Cook, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara could see an uptick of this. But Traquan was definitely my pickup of the week this week with that Michael Thomas news. More news, another, another talented wide receiver, Chris Godwin. May not play concussion protocol. Where, why is this? Here's, here's my question. Why is this coming out in the middle of the week? Like, what was he doing? Was he walking around the facility all like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, why wasn't this brought up after the game or some like, or maybe he didn't have symptoms? I don't know. It's a, it's a tough question, honestly. I, I didn't really hear too much about it aside from that he wasn't showing symptoms. Like you said, if that's even possible. I mean, right? I don't know. I've never it's, had it's a head injury. So I've never had a concussion. I called could, my boy Joey and he's had a bunch, sadly, in his, in his day. So I mean, you could black out from one play to the next and, and you're completely fine. No symptoms. And you were concussed. Or it could take a couple of days, symptoms show up. Obviously, they have to be safer in today's NFL with the speed and the, and the collision rate. Um, somebody that I want to talk about here. They did not look that great. And if this guy doesn't play, his name is George Kittle, mm. who's a monster for the San Francisco 49ers. Didn't get that much. Debo Samuel on IR, right? So he's already out. They're talking about Ayuk, the rookie from Colorado, potentially playing this week. But a deep sleeper tight end because we know that Jimmy GQ likes to throw to the tight ends. Jordan Reed, former Washington star from many a year ago. Is he – I mean, he's somebody that terrible. I'm targeting – 
where I have no tight end or I played the, like played the waiver for my tight ends, didn't even draft a tight end. If, if Kit, even if Kittle plays, I think this week, he's going to be a decoy. They're playing the Jets. They're going to try and run the ball a lot. Red zone target, Jordan Reed. Maybe he gets you 40 yards and a touchdown. For me, that's fine with the tight end. I could see Kittle, actually. I could see them sitting him out because the, the, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 are so atrocious. They should be able to beat them with the nobodies at wide receiver, with George Kittle on the bench. I mean, just give the ball to Raheem Mostert. You're going to get Tevin Coleman back, right? Because of the air, the, like his, um, his sickle cell that he has, you know, that was, that he couldn't, he didn't play that much. Exactly. He didn't play that much. Exactly. Obviously your health is, is number one priority. We, McKinnon, we Jarek McKinnon. Welcome back. Scored a touchdown. Looked great. Good story. I'm still not sold. I'm still not sold on him. <laughs> it's a good story though. Yeah. Good right? human story. Raheem Mostert is a great story too. Dude, did you watch that touchdown that he scored? Yes, did I did. Isaiah Simmons get oh. absolutely baked. It was more in the in the pursuit angle that he took and the coverage, but he. I mean, he didn't. Moser made that, that cut. Didn't he make that? Didn't he make that cut and then just cut literally right across the like the right side of the field? And he was. He's quick. Crossed the Moser. field, caught he it, and quick. was gone. He's silently quick. Like you he, don't. You just hear Moser, and you're like, oh, okay, he's like he's gonna be good. But he it was. He was really, really fast. He's unbelievable. I think that was one of the most like controversial topics on drafting somebody in, in this offseason. Like, was it a fluke? They're going to try to run the ball a ton. He did take over in the second half of last year. Or are they going to try and get Coleman back in the mix? We saw McKinnon coming out. They were talking about Hasty, who I think is on the practice squad. But, I mean, let's be honest. Trent William was pancaking people. He's back. They're going to try and run the ball. Jimmy GQ is still just an average at best quarterback. If you're talking about Kyle Shanahan when you talk about the offense and not Jimmy G, Jimmy G has a long way to go. Mostert looks phenomenal. Another one that I was – he could – I mean, this, this, this is pretty big for the Raiders. Henry Ruggs did not practice today, Thursday. That, that's kind of interesting. It's, they're, they're saying that he's potential questionable as of right now. We'll see. Brian Edwards, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's the Josh – it is the Josh Jacobs show there. So, without Henry Ruggs, he did play last week. He didn't get much, much action. Um, snaps, obviously, more snaps, more opportunity. We get that. But what do you, what do you, what do you make of this? I mean, being so young, I mean, do you think, do you think they'll play? Do you think he's going to sit out? Dude, I watched the play too, and it, it didn't look pretty. I was, I was shocked that he came back. I know you have to win every single game in the NFL, but I was shocked that he actually came back. That was pretty, that was pretty manly for me. Um, he only got five targets. He was behind Jacobs. Love it. Six targets, four catches, 46 yards. And Darren Waller, surprisingly or not surprisingly, still led the team with eight targets. But you did mention Brian Edwards. I think he was on the field for over 80% of the snaps, which is the most by a receiver. But he only had one target. So if Ruggs sits, I think Edwards is on the field enough that he should get an opportunity. I think a bunch of people dropped him. I mean, I see him out in waiver. It's a, it's a wait-and-see situation. Brending down on sleeper right now, which I thought was crazy. They're going to have to pass the ball, the Raiders. On Monday night, when they play the Saints, dude, the Saints are going to, I think, control the game, control the flow of the game with the offensive line. How dominant it is against Raiders front seven is just okay, I think, at best. It's only one week, but did they improve that much? No, they're going to have to pass the ball. I think Waller's a big play here. Somebody's gonna have to step it up. Might be your boy Hunter Renfro. Who knows? I absolutely love Hunter Renfro. Marshawn Lattimore, though. Marshawn Lattimore is gonna be on what? Probably Brian Edwards or Nelson Aguilar, who scored a touchdown last week. When he mm-hmm. caught that, I was like, 
Please let it be Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Darren. Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> and what then the they numbers? said Nelson Aguilar. He is on my list too. Him, Corey Davis, Jordan Howard. Those are my guys that I do not like. <laughs> uh, quick, quick touch up. We don't really talk about offensive line as injuries too much, but Mike Pouncey losing, going down for the Chargers the entire season. That is big. That is very big. Yes. I see your face. Not everyone else can see your face right now. If we were live streaming, they could all see it's your awful. disappointment. It's terrible. It's devastating. They need that, is, that is not good for the Chargers. Um, oh, he's always hurt too, man. I mean, he's, 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 he's like the offensive – I mean, he's, he's the guy on the offensive line. You know, the center is that, and he's been around for a while. So, big loss. Will it affect Eckler, Josh Kelly, Justin Jackson? We'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. Some gooder, gooder – I'm going to say gooder. We'll say gooder news. Uh, of Juju and Deontay Johnson both practice today. Very happy about that. And James yes, Conner. Yes. And James Conner. So let's actually touch up a little bit on James Conner right now. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on um, – not necessarily his injury or anything like that or what's going on with him, but Benny Snell looked pretty salvageable. He looked, re- he looked like a starting running back the other night. Or – I know that you are a fan of them, the New York or the New Jersey football giants, or are they just that bad? I'm going to let you, because I know you watch the Giants game. I watched all, I watched the entire game. I watched that entire game. Just give me a couple of uh, un, un, uninterrupted seconds here to, to drop a little, a little knowledge about the New York Giants, or I guess my unbiased opinion, if, if you will. I did watch a majority of the game. I think it's the hardest I've seen the Giants play in years I think there is an incredible amount of talent on the offensive side of the ball. I think our run blocking is pretty atrocious, although Pittsburgh's defense is one of the best, if not the best in the league. It almost appeared as if they knew we were going to run the ball on every single run play because they were in the backfield. They were shooting the gaps. They were in the backfield. I mean, Saquon does have a propensity to try and – turn every play into an 80-yard touchdown by going, a, cutting back and forth, running around. Some, sometimes you got to take the two-yard loss instead of the seven-yard loss. I think – I mean, you hope that he would have figured that out already. He's such a good athlete. He wants to take it to the house. I get it. Daniel Jones, I was very impressed with. He still made two challenging mistakes. Bud Dupree, wow. Their defense is it's top five. It's, it's insane. It's I've, disgusting. Who I was impressed with also was Jason Garrett's – uh, the, the pace of the offense, the, the no huddle. I think that was fantastic. I think you had to attack them. We were attacking them over the middle with pass, passes, and it was working. Slayton looks like a superstar in the making. Ooh, phenomenal. Got to get Barkley, I think, even more involved in the passing game if you can. I think Andrew Thomas, there was a lot of potential. They didn't quit. They did not quit. They scored a touchdown near the end. I think they played very hard. I like the outlook moving forward, our schedule is absolutely brutal. It's going to be tough to actually, I think, win a lot of football games this year Who for knows? them. But maybe we get another high draft pick and we can turn it around <laughs> next year. But you never know. The schedule's tough. I think they played incredibly hard. I like Joe Judge. I mean, he comes from the tree, Belichick, Saban. We all, we all know the story. He made him do up-downs, run laps. Right. He's diving on footballs. I love the excitement, honestly. I love it. I'm happy he's the coach. We need that. He's, he, we're a young team. He can light the fire. I was shocked Jason Garrett, actually. I think Daniel Jones showed a couple he's couple a, key signs of improvement. He's and an he's got an arm. Coordinator. Jason so, Garrett is an offensive coordinator. That's exactly what he is. 
But to, the, to, quest, to the question. There you go. <laughs> James Conner. <laughs> when you talk about your good, team, you know what I mean? You yeah, talk no. about your team, you just, you just go off on a tangent. I mean, I dive, unless, yes, you're a Jets, I unless you're a Jets fan. If Kyle was here, he'd probably be crying in the corner right now. <laughs> he wouldn't even want to talk about no, it. No, he wouldn't even not, want to be talking about the there's Jets. There's not much good from that situation. Oh, Lord. But quickly, James Conner, such a good guy. It's it's unfortunate because he was hurt last year, missed a lot of the season, trying to play hurt. He's tough. He he didn't look that great early on, I thought. I mean, he, he was apparently in great shape, lost a little bit of weight, but who lost even more weight, who looked phenomenal? Benny Benny the Snell Rodriguez, which is my my new team. Thank you very like much. That. And like and you're welcome. That. 19 carries for 113 yards. Bogart, he took my, my over boy Bogart would love that nickname. Or the defense down. He can use it if he wants. Give me the little, you know, the little C, the little copyright for Chris. But I think even if James Conner does come back, they have to utilize Benny Snell. Have to. He looks great. He runs hard. They have to. He was he, exactly. He, he wasn't involved in the passing game, but I feel like it, it's they just they just weren't passing the ball to the running backs. They were like Jalen Samuels came in. He had some snaps. He had a very small percentage, but. They were handing the ball off to him. I mean, Big Ben, and I said it, Big Ben is going to want to throw the ball. I'm surprised that he threw it like 30-something times. I was actually expecting him to throw it like 50 or 60 because he's been out. He's been out since week two, I think, of last year. So, I mean, James Conner, and I, I do not want to draft him, and I ended up picking him in a couple, I think. I, one of the teams we drafted him, but mind you, I think our running backs are – well, We got him so late, too. Well, exactly. It was, it was like, it was the, seventh or, it was like the seventh or eighth round. It was a 10 – 10 teams, PPR, whatever. Uh, Kenny Galladay still hasn't practiced. We talked about the guy before, Mishu, what's his name? Cephas? Quintez Cephas, I believe. Cephas, Cephas, Cephas. Yeah, I'm sorry for butchering that if you're listening. Probably not, but we apologize anyway. Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson. I said last week TJ Hawkinson is going to be a good tight, like he's going to perform well because Kenny Galladay. And Stafford is healthy, and he loves throwing the ball. And they're going to give it to that ageless AP. Oh, my God. How does he, how does he keep doing it? Dude, I watched uh, some of that game. because He I still was looks elusive. Watching the red zone. He, he looked okay. I don't really understand it. I guess they don't really have a lot of confidence in carry on. He's, he's basically droppable because Swift's got the goal line. Swift got all the, all the catches out of the backfield targets. That drop, though, was – I mean, that's absolutely devastating. That's going to stick with him. It's going to stick with him all the way up until their next game. He's got to change it immediately. He's, He's got to make a big play. It's that, that, I mean, you're, you're a rookie. You can't Jerry Judy, another one. There you go. Talk, speaking of drops really quick. I know we're diverging, but he also had two very big, very big drops in Monday night's game. Oh, not even contested. There was one. If, if he would have caught this one pass, God, he was off to – he was – he probably would have been in the end zone before you blinked. He turned his head. He thought he had the ball. It was clearly, oh, I have the ball. I'm going to start running. But he didn't have – like, it was one of those where he literally started his, his cut before he got the ball. And you play wide receiver. You know that you cannot do that. Yes, you can, obviously, but he – it was – he – oh, oh, my God. It was, it, was, it was so sad to watch. Yeah, I'm I'm very high on, on on Judy's prospects moving forward. That is that is unfortunate. I think back to your point on Hawkinson, he did the same thing last year in Week One. He, did, he dominated he did. He did. and he disappeared for the entire season. So that was I'm a rookie. Optimistic. That was, that was a rookie. Second year Stafford. 
I, I think that Stafford is getting more confident in throwing to him. Mind you, he has, he has a decent running back in AP right now. Like you said, carry on Johnson, carry on our wayward friend. We have no idea <laughs> what's going on with you. No, he is. It's sad. It's really sad, the, the running back situation in Detroit. But Matthew Stafford, I think that Hawkinson has the potential. I mean, the guys, he's a big boy. He is a big target that Stafford loves throwing to. And if Galladay is out, Galladay is that big dude. He is a big target too. Marvin Jones, decent size. He's, he's probably your average, you know, size wide receiver. Five targets, Hawkinson. He did score a touchdown, caught all, all five targets, 56 all, yards. Yep. And that is exactly what you want out of your tight end. Your tight end is your safety guy. He did throw a lot to Danny Amendola, seven targets. Danny Amendola, another guy who I'm surprised is not on the injury report. I, I, I hate seeing him on the injury report. I love seeing him play. I think he plays with so much heart. He's, he is like the Rudy out. He is so tiny, but he can't, I mean, he's, he's a tough, he's a tough dude. Uh, shall, shall we continue on to, on our, uh, on our injury uh, train. I mean, I don't know how much time, you know, we could probably do this episode for probably like 24 hours and talk about all the injuries, but yeah. this one, this one actually hurt me. This is a gut wrench. Uh, Jamison Crowder. I know we don't like talking about the jets, but Jamison Crowder. Ooh. Oh, oh my, this is devastating. If he is out New York jets, there's literally not one person you should start on the New York jets. Maybe Chris Herndon. He did all right. Yeah. But but they don't have anyone. That's the thing. Like, they literally don't have anyone. 13 targets, dude. He had 115 yards and a touchdown. He looked like the only one that actually knew how to catch the football and play football. Frank Gore there. is your starter. Uh, P. Ryan, I believe that's that's uh, P. Ryan's brother, right? Samaji P. Ryan. It's his other brother, Lamont. LaMichael? Is it LaMichael? Yeah, yeah. Is he playing this week? He might be. If not, it's Kalen Balage. Seriously? who Frank Gore has actually played with, I think, for the one year in Miami when Kalen Balaj was a rookie or when Kalen Balaj was five years old and Frank Gore was, you know, in his, in his like, second season. Adam Gase, man, he really knows how to uh, oh my recycle God. the players on his former losing teams. That is another guy we could literally talk about for, for an entire episode. That is – it's awful. Frank Gore, though. Respect him. It's fantastic, but – Oh, he's amazing. I don't know if you're going to win a lot of football games if he's, if he's your bell cow back at this, at this stage of the game. But speaking of running backs, who I don't think a lot of people were that high on this guy, who actually he probably looked the most elusive he has in his entire career. He actually caught, it seemed like, more passes than he had in his first two years in the league. Marlon Mack out for the year. That is devastating. The Colts should have ran the ball a lot more, personally. I, I, I just still – I couldn't get over it. And here's the thing, though. Yes, it's very unfortunate about Marlon Mack. They were using Naeem Hines even before Marlon Mack got hurt. So yep. what, what were we not hearing as, <laughs> as the public and sports fans alike? Like, you had Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. Well, again. who's the quarterback, though? Who's the quarterback? Right, Philip Rivers. When he was the starting back. He had the most receptions in the league. I think he finished with like 90, 92 catches last year, Austin Eckler, with Phillip Rivers as his quarterback in San Diego. He has the propensity, I've used that word twice now, to throw to the running backs. I don't think he did as much in this past game, but I think he's – I mean, he's going to moving forward. He's, cl- uh, he's clearly – You have to pick Heinz up. You have he's to. clearly going to finish. I think if, if this continues and he stays healthy – 
there's no reason why he can't finish as a top 10 in PPR. And I know that's a bold statement, but he loved Philip Rivers loved throwing to him last week. Eight, but, eight targets to him. And that's, Actually six targets to Jonathan Taylor. That's 14 to running backs out of his. And that's crazy because Jonathan Taylor is very similar to Marlon Mack and Marlon Mack doesn't catch passes. They're like an AP. They're a Derrick Henry. They, they are a bell cow type. He struggled I mean, catching the football out of out of Wisconsin as well, though. He hasn't he hasn't Wisconsin doesn't throw to their running backs though. Catching they, the football. Right? They 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 pound their running backs into the ground, Wisconsin. Yeah, Ron Dane didn't catch too many passes. Oh, oh he's one of my favorites. <laughs> when people say, Oh, you know, he was awesome in college, and every time I always go, Yeah, so was Ron Dane. <laughs> so was and everybody Ron just Dane. looks at me and just goes, uh yeah. I mean, it's you. You don't know. You you really don't know. Tom Brady wasn't good in college. Like it's. No. I'm switching sports here, but do you remember that guy named Adam Morrison on Gonzaga? Adam Morrison on Gonzaga absolutely dominated for what Gonzaga. Happened oh, to that dude. Boy. It was between him and JJ Redick, I think, for Player of the Year. JJ Redick is still playing at he's a still high playing. level. Still right playing. I love JJ. I love JJ. Crazy. He's still good. He's, he's crazy. He's a good player. Like he knows. He knows the game. He knows basketball. And he that, can shoot threes. Right. And he can shoot threes. And free throws. Yeah. I mean, one of the best free throw shooters of all time. And you said you watched the game, so I'll ask you the question: Broncos Titans. Melvin Gordon did score a touchdown, but the other running back who. Came out of nowhere a couple of years ago. Philip Lindsay. What, what's going on with him? Might not play. He's probably, I don't know. I don't think it's looking good. So Drew Locke. Drew Locke looks like he's 12 years old. I, I, I mean, the guy's standing on the sideline, and I was <laughs> like, who is this? Like, whose son is this that just decided to suit up and is throwing passes? <laughs> Melvin Gordon, it looked like they were struggling. It looked a little bit like they were struggling. Yes, he scored the touchdown. I believe he also had, what, like 70 yards, I think. Something like that. Yeah, 78 yards rushing. I, I, I really, when I saw Philip Lindsay in, and they had, they had Lindsay and Gordon in on some plays, and I was like, all right, this is okay. I can get behind this. I like this. No fan's going to be the star of that offense. And I'm, I hate to say that because I didn't even look at him this offseason. Big step forward. Philip Lindsay, man, if he's not playing, it's going to be it's going to be the Melvin Gordon show. And you have to start him. He's he has that potential to be a top 10. Broncos, they they have a good team. They have weapons around them. So and here's another thing. Cortland Sutton didn't also play as well. Titans have a pretty they have a pretty underrated defense. So I think they were they were stuffing Melvin. It looked like he was struggling in some plays. Some plays he definitely broke out. He he found the lane and he was he was there, but Royce Freeman is not that running back that no. Melvin Gordon or, or Philip Lindsay is. Royce Freeman is a good, serviceable backup. Maybe maybe a, you know like last year they they actually did decent with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. I thought they had a nice thing going, which is why I thought it was odd that they drafted Melvin Gordon. But as we've seen the past couple of years with Philip Lindsay, he's gotten hurt actually the past few years since he since he's. I won't say drafted because he wasn't drafted. He was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, this is, the, this is his third year in the league. Third year in the league, and he's and he's gotten some injuries here. So, I don't I, a turf toe. It's nothing to mess with. It doesn't sound anything. It's not like a. It's not a hamstring, a torn ACL, but that affects. I mean, that's your plant foot. You know, that's that's how you move on the field, and you need your toes for for stability. I mean, that's you know, you lop off that big toe, you're gonna fall over. So. 
It's all very, very well said, brother. And to your point about the Melvin Gordon show, I think this week it might be tough sledding because they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in yes, Pittsburgh. They are, which Saquon struggled, but Saquon is a freak, which Melvin Gordon has that ability. We've seen it from Melvin Gordon. We've seen that he is a, he's a freak of an athlete. We saw him at SportsCon last year. The guy's a monster. He's huge. But that Steelers defense is – that Steelers, it, it's, un, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. When your, defensive, when your defensive end has four career interceptions – T- in TJ Watt? Play, what? Oh, even, Danny Dimes, dude. You that can't even a- fault Danny Dimes on that play. He, I mean, he, who expects the lineman? He caught it with his hands, like he with his mitts. TJ Watt could him, extended his arms, caught the football over his head when he's throwing like a rifle, basically on a slant pattern. That was that was an athletic play. The other one, he probably should have been more aware, got it out quicker. It's you're in the red zone. Come on. This could but be it was, scary. It was his first red zone turnover. Or, it or was. Anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, that other play is just that, – that's just TJ Watt being an absolute freak. So, Melvin Gordon, they're saying Cortland, I guess we'll continue on to this team. Cortland Sutton, another, inju- another injury. That definitely messed with people because he was what? He was probably your wide receiver two that you drafted. And if you drafted running back, running back, running back, he was potentially your wide receiver one. So, hopefully you planned ahead and – went on the waiver before Sunday, this past Sunday, so you didn't have to compete with everyone else. Now he may not play again this week. They're saying he will. If you're a Jerry Judy fan, or you're hoping he plays so that he gets covered by Minka Fitzpatrick. You have to. He covers everybody. He covers the entire field. Minka I mean, Minka is Minka's incredible. He's, he is an absolute animal over there in the defensive backfield. The Steelers' defense is, is one of the best from from last year carryover. They, they may have gotten better. So, I know, I know we, we both don't like this team. Um, we'll continue on our journey down this long injury road. Hopefully, we don't get hurt talking about these guys. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the city of brotherly love, they call it. I still don't know why. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> nothing brotherly lovely about it the cheesesteaks are phenomenal though it was just there earlier this year and i got one crushed it um miles sanders miles like what's what's going on what's going on with that i mean what i i, I know we maybe maybe we haven't done you know we really don't talk about the eagles like i said that much i'm a cowboys fan you're a giants fan why would we talk about the eagles we don't like them i don't like the eagles i like I dislike the Eagles more than I dislike the Giants. And that's a fact. And I think you could say that too. You probably dislike the Eagles more than you dislike the, uh, the Cowboys. I will not have Eagles. I will not <laughs> have Eagles. My, my clam bake Royale peeps. That, Dallas Goddard you is the only Eagle the, I own. have all the Eagles. That's it. And he looked ridiculous. Uh, is that why they're not going to pay Ertz? Because of Dallas? I wouldn't. Or I would pay Ertz and try to go with the, that legit two tight ends because you have no wide receivers, which is why Miles, Miles Sanders practiced in Philly yesterday. Right? Text from Phoenix, Dallas from Philly. That, nice reference. I like that. But Boston Scott, who was a huge waiver wire pickup this past week, Boston. only had 35 yards on the ground. Boston. Two catches for 19 yards on two targets. I mean, the Redskins front seven looked scary. Unbelievable. Ryan Kerrigan – we knew he was an animal to begin with, but they got Chase Young. Hit eight oh. sacks. 
they had eight sacks, man. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, Lane Johnson. Good luck in your uh, in your battle. Lane Johnson Ron, also not playing for you, last buddy. week too. Hurt them as well. Yeah, if he comes back, that definitely. So helps, if he comes back, that definitely helps. Because they lost um, that other lineman they drafted, I believe, from Boise State. The name escapes me, but see, I don't even pay attention to the Eagles to even care. Yeah, he, he's been out for the season. <laughs> yeah, J- Jason Peters is back. Ooh, that's great. Big. For them, I mean, this this Miles Sanders thing, it's crazy because a lot of people were, I mean, this, oh, this guy's going to finish top 10, blah, blah, blah. Like, let me draft him as my number one. The moment he had somewhat of a slight injury before drafts, I saw Miles Sanders fall to like the seventh, sixth, seventh round. Seriously? In some leagues. I mean, nobody wanted him, though. That's just bonkers. Nobody, maybe, maybe the fifth. I I don't want to say sixth or seventh. Maybe like the fifth or, but it all depends. You know, everybody was trying to fill their actual starting roster, you know, with James Connors and Lev Bell's. Lev Bell, another sad one. I I don't know if he's a system running back. We, we, We still do not know if he is a system, a Pittsburgh Steelers system running back or not. He needs to be on a better team. He was hurt going into the week, man. And then as soon as he grabbed for the back of his thigh, I knew I knew he was done. They didn't even give him the ball. They didn't. They still. What What are they doing? I I, I can't even get into that that team that that scheme. That scheme of a team that Adam Gase is trying to coach in New Jersey in East Rutherford. We, <laughs> what What is he doing? I, I I don't know. Maybe he's going to Bada Bing down the road. He's trying to relive his Soprano days. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But it's bad. Jets are bad. A uh, couple highlights. We'll talk about a couple highlights because injuries. I'm just. I'm over injuries. I'm. I'm so sad. It's. It's just. It's very. It's. It's sad. It really is for the players because we know that they work insanely hard. But if you're not giving them enough practice, like NBA, they can have two weeks of training camp. I, mind you, I. I don't know, but football is a very physical game. It's a different, it's a, it's a different warm up, a different exactly, you know, exactly different but preparation. You're you're running at full speed all the time. It's just it's and the collisions. I mean, it's it's like the impact of a of a car accident. It's when you have two hundred twenty pound guys with pure muscle running at each other. Injuries are going to happen. They happen every single year, but this year is definitely very different because of the COVID. But. We'll we'll touch up on some on some beautiful things that happened in week one, such as yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Holy crap! I, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it as a little pause right here, so everybody else can think, "Wow, why didn't I draft him early?" Because he's still alive and he's still playing and he's still proving everybody that he is still one of the best to play the game. Dude, he wasn't drafted in some of my leagues. I'm I'm perplexed he threw 44 times he threw for over 350 yards and four touchdowns the vikings defense is nothing they are a shell of what they used to be they lost no everyone trainings. in the secondary Woods, young yep. team but he actually threw the ball 44 times i don't think anybody expected that nobody expected that he looks fantastic he doesn't need to do that every week as we've seen but clearly he still can so he, he's a bad man, as they say, and I was happy to see him do it. Here, here's an interesting question for you, too, because everybody was hyping Lazard as the potential number two to the, to the 14 reception Devonta Adams. 
But MVS, Valdez Scantling, had a nice 45-yard touchdown. Tied for second on the team with six targets with Aaron Jones. Is he somebody that's that's worth picking up? I mean, they're not going to be able to throw the ball 44 times every game, but they are going to need a number two. They're playing the Lions. They're playing the Lions this week, who Mitchell Trubisky – Mitchell Trubisky was one of my start of the weeks last week with my boy Bogard. If you're listening, Bogard, we – Sunday morning, we talked about it because he brought up the stats that Mitchell Trubisky absolutely destroys the Lions. If you look at his stats against the Lions, it's absolutely disgusting. It's gross. Yeah, in one quarter. Through the first three quarters, I, he, he should have been benched. Swaggy Nagy had faith in Mitchell Trubisky, and it paid off because that was the most ridiculous letdown I've seen from the Lions. That was awful. It's sad. Awful. It's sad. But to go back to your question about MVS or Alan Lazard – I don't, I don't, I really don't know because they don't, they don't have a tight end. What Jay Sternberger, they, they don't. No, he's like the third right now. I behind don't, let's call a guys. spade a spade. They don't have any tight ends. No. They got some, Aaron Jones, very good running back. Jamal Williams. I, I mean, did he get much action? I don't know how much he got. Seven carries and four receptions on four okay. targets. Not terrible so, for a backup. Seven touches total. Yeah. Not awful. I just don't know if MVS is going to is is that saying fool me once, you know you know what I mean? Like I just I don't. He did this last year. He did this last year too. Not in the beginning of the season because everybody thought in the beginning of the season, myself included, that he was going to have a good year. He had all the opportunity. Aaron Rodgers when he throws the ball, he's throwing it to like he's throwing it to you. Aaron Rodgers I think averages seven interceptions a season he doesn't turn the ball over if that <laughs> he does not turn the ball over so mbs being this second i i i don't know i really don't know and I, it's a very small sample size from last week and like you said minnesota minnesota's defense is just it's not the minnesota of two three years ago where they were absolutely dominating teams where they made the playoffs and they beat the saints who not, you know, Casey Keenum, amazing, whatever. I'm, I'm but, still not sold on MBS or Alan Lazard. I'm not the, yet. The thing is when it comes to all these week one performances, letdowns, overreactions, if you don't pick some of these guys up after the first week, after the second week, after every week that they actually show a glimmer of, of hope that somebody else is going to pick them up. Yep. So, I mean, like we say, it comes down to conviction is there anything to back it up? How comfortable are you with it? Somebody else is going to take them. So make a move. Honestly, you don't have to have a great draft to win your fantasy league. But you do have to actually either watch football or look at the statistics and make a ton of waiver moves because only the few who get lucky with having a fantastic draft up and down, top to bottom, can win a fantasy league. You have to. I want to meet that person. Got to play the waivers no, because like wanna, people get hurt. I want to have a beer with that person. People get hurt and people stink. <laughs> So you have to play waivers. Speaking of people that stink and had a ridiculous week last week that I is, I think this guy's on my list as well. I would, I really want to know your thoughts because we didn't talk about him. Um, I didn't, Kyle and I actually, when we were recording and you uh, unfortunately weren't with us, Robbie freaking Anderson. What, what's your, what are your initial thoughts? He had eight targets, six catches, 115 yards, 75 yard touchdown, right? 
Is that what happened? A 75-yard touchdown. From your reaction, I believe the football game is on right now. So we're live with the Cleveland and Cincinnati game going on right now. A.J. Green, they said it was a catch. It doesn't look like a catch. And he looks like he got hurt. You got to be kidding me. First play of the game. I've said it, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. Unless he just got the wind knocked out of him, but it's AJ not a catch. Green, AJ Green needs to retire after this season. It's but it's very upsetting. It's, let's not uh, let's not even talk about it. Oh, it's so what, sad. What was your question? What was so your question? Sad. Robbie Anderson. First what of all, Robbie what Anderson. What do you think about this? One of my favorite clips of the weekend is he was talking to his teammate, fellow wide receiver DJ Moore on the sideline, and how to pronounce? He, he asked about a mascot in the crowd. They're playing in Carolina, the Carolina Panthers. Robbie Anderson of the Carolina Panthers said. Just this season. Just this season. He said, <laughs> what's that bear? And they said, I think DJ Moore, I'm paraphrasing. Are you kidding me? That's Sir Purr because he's a Panther because we're the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Because that's our mascot. Oh. So that was absolutely hysterical to me. Love well, it. Were, well, weren't they the Temple Bears? Week one. You know. What's Temple? What's Temple's mascot? Trivia question. I don't know. Hit us up on Twitter. At yeah, yeah. If, if you know Temples, I'm not Googling it. Give Matt Rule. Yes, yes. Malone, Malone if you're listening, tweet us. I know you are. I mean, the name of the game is Fantasy Points, right? It doesn't, man- it doesn't matter if you score them, if you're winning or losing or in garbage, because I believe a lot of his points were in comeback mode, which the Carolina Panthers will be in. Teddy Bridgewater, he didn't look great. He did okay. <laughs> a little more arm strength than I, than I anticipated. But DJ Moore disappointed, Curtis Samuel disappointed, and Robbie Anderson did very well. So I think they're going to come back to the medium a little bit on that. But it was a fantastic game for Robbie Anderson. And he, and he looks fast, and he's clearly their deep threat. So Eddie Bridgewater threw the ball 34 times. That's a, that's a good hard. amount. That's a, that's a very good amount. He went 22 of 34, 270 yards, one touchdown. Only sacked once. Every time he runs, I was had like a panic attack. It's, uh, I hope he didn't get hurt. I was just hoping he didn't get hurt because McCaffrey. So that, that's why this whole Robbie Anderson thing. I mean, you got DJ Moore who should have should have had a game like Robbie Anderson. You drafted DJ Moore to have a game like Robbie Anderson. I know people were talking about him, but Curtis Samuel also was not doing good during training camp. If you like Robbie Anderson, roll with him. You know, I mean, it's it's until he until he falls off, which could be this week. We don't we don't we don't know. I think week four, week five, this this year, this is a very different year. Again, we talk about the COVID and no training and no preseason and not seeing schemes and checking these guys out and these players and actually meshing with your team. Week four or week five. That. We didn't get to see any of it, but but is it too late at that point? I think like that that was the point that I'm trying to make maybe earlier that I didn't articulate as well. It's like how quickly do you give up on these guys because there was no there was no preseason and you can't I mean you can be 0 and 4 and still come back make the playoffs win your league, but like how quickly do you give up on somebody in a new situation like that? Like DJ Moore, there's a new quarterback, a new coach, a new scheme. Joe Brady, offensive coordinator. They they all were not together last year, right? They they blew the entire thing up and started from scratch. Is he a ridiculous athlete? Yes. Can he catch the football and run? Yes. But it's very difficult to gauge how quick, how quick do you jump ship? Like DJ Moore, he's, he's proven to be 
an awesome football player last year, fantasy wise and production wise in the NFL. But like you said, brother, if it takes four or five weeks, like it, like it might. That's this, but the, exactly work. this year, this year is the asterisk year. You know, no it's, optics. It's, like we haven't seen the frame exactly. until, until this week. So it's it's like four or five is going to be tough to when, comment on. It's it's exactly it's it's very very tough, and that's why when I, I'm looking on Twitter and I see a lot of these people everybody's like oh well, what should i do should i do this should i do this? i i it's it's what this is thursday games ended on monday even sunday after like at the end of the during the cowboys rams game i have gotten so there i'm in so many chats on twitter and if you are listening and you're part of these chats there is so many people like oh well i have this as an option and i have this but like i i kind of want to trade him and i i, I kind of like it. whoa week one week one Week four or five, I'm telling you, this is when teams are going to find their rhythm. It's it, it has to because that's you're gonna teams find their rhythm even or week one, week two, but four or five, I think it's it's going to we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna start seeing the uh, the ball rolling for some for some teams, and I I hope hopefully it's sooner. We don't know. It may take it may take a few weeks. It may take a month. Some teams, some teams are rolling off the bat, like like the Chiefs, obviously, even with a rookie running back. So it's it's tough, right? Everybody's had to react to this differently. The one thing I do want to say is, if there are some players that you believe in that you weren't able to draft that may not have performed up to their capability, hype, ADP after week one, go after them, trade for them, make a move because once they have a once they have a big game or a good game, That's then it. They're their, done. their value shoots they're up done. and you, it's over. You, you missed it, so. Like Sammy Watkins. If you have Sammy Watkins on your team, you hopefully traded him this week to somebody that yeah. <laughs> doesn't really pay attention to Sammy Watkins and only knows that he has a, a good week one, and that's it. <laughs> and then maybe we'll see him in November, you know, should the NFL season get all the way to November. And I love, I love that you bring that point up. I mean, and I said it earlier in this episode. You got to capitalize. This this is the season to capitalize on winning a championship, because people there's going to be if so. I understand it's it's a full time job for for someone like me. I think I'm in I think I'm in 13 total leagues. Most some of them are for networking. You know, obviously I met a fantastic people out there. I still want to win those leagues, of course, because I want to, yeah. you know, be able to talk about it. Talk talk some shiznat to the fellow friends out there, but capitalizing, capitalizing on the waivers, the waivers are going to be huge this year. They're going to be huge. And COVID COVID aside, COVID is not even an issue. That's the, that's the funny thing right now. Like one week down it's injuries. Injuries are the issue. And I don't, I, I injure it's, it's so sad to see. It's very sad to see when players go down especially the ones that have so much talent, such as your boy, AJ, AJ Green over there. I hope he's not hurt. They're going for it on fourth down right now. Let's go. Going for it on fourth down. Week two. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited for week two. I think we got some, we got some very good matchups. Chiefs chargers. That's one I'm definitely very, um, I am interested in that one. And the NFL, uh, if, if you are listening or if anybody's watching that is even tied to the NFL, can somebody please figure out a way to get at least four or five games on the three o'clock slot? <laughs> at least four. I, don't, I, I mean, it's, it's AJ great. Green's back in breaking AJ, news. AJ green is still in the game. AJ green. So when you're listening, when you're listening to this, it's not going to be breaking news, but, but it, 
right now it is. It is. To, it is to us. As if we were live. <laughs> Breaking news: AJ Ooh. Green remains in the game. One game, Best. another, another. Actually, this this game, I'm 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 very interested in this game because there there's going to be some fantasy implications. We're not going to touch up on every single game, but there this is a very both teams are one and zero. Huh? Watch out, one and zero. We have the Washington Football Team versus the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup because we talked about before the the football team has a very good front seven. Kyler Murray is a tiny dude. What is going to happen when he is running all over the field? It's, it's Terry McLaurin, Patrick Peterson. What's going to happen? Steve Sims, Logan Thomas. Is Logan Thomas a good start this week at tight end? I've been seeing a lot of chatter about him. Cardinals cannot defend tight ends. Um also, I think the 49ers may have a slightly better front seven than the Washington football team. And Kyler Murray looked phenomenal. He looked decisive. He looked very confident in week one. And I'm not concerned about him whatsoever moving forward. Another, another game that I'm, I'm personally invested, and I think it's going to be actually a very, I don't want to say America's, actually, I don't even know what they consider America's game of the week. I st- I, you see that all over. It's like, I feel like every time you see one of the games, oh, this is America's game of the week. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys, both 0-1, rough starts, both ridiculous offenses. I cannot wait to see Cow- Cowboys defense. They, uh, we'll, we'll see. Atlanta, I mean, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley against the Cowboys. Malcolm Brown destroyed them last week. We can talk about him in a little bit, too. Cowboys lost a couple defensive players, didn't they, in this past week? Uh, so, of course, because the Cowboys love drafting their star linebackers who love to get hurt. I, I don't – Sean Lee – I mean, Sean Lee, I love you, bro. I lo- absolutely love you. You're one of – you are probably one of my favorite – you were one of my favorite Cowboys. And I'm saying were because I don't see you ever playing another down in the NFL. I think he's on the IR again. Just, I know it's easier said than done. It's so sad to see such a talent get hurt all the time. And then you got someone like Thad Castle, Leighton Vander Esch, who just got hurt too. The guy's got a broken collarbone, I'm pretty sure. Six to eight weeks, potentially. Jalen Smith can only do so much. Saw him at SportsCon last year. Guy's a freak. It's huge. Absolutely. I mean, his story is, it is, it's incredible. Never thought he would actually even walk normal, play the NFL. Cowboys-Falcons. It's going to be a good game. Julio Calvin, Russell Gage. Russell Gage is a name that I threw out in the preseason for all of you listeners out there. I didn't think he would have a monster game like this. Mind you, Matt Ryan also threw for 450 yards the last game. The Falcons are going to have to throw the ball, I think, all day, every day because their defense is terrible still. And they, I mean, they supported the production with three wide receivers. Calvin Ridley, phenomenal wide receiver one numbers. Julio being Julio and, and Gage. With no touchdown for Julio, of course. No touchdown. We'll continue. Keep, we'll, keep throwing to him. Keep we'll throwing continue. to him. Yeah, right. I, honestly, I'm okay with nine catches for 150 yards every single game. If you could just add maybe 10 more touchdowns. Touchdown here and there, you know. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay with it, Matt Ryan. Week one injuries. Week two coming at you. Talking about some waiver guys. 
We are the Fantasy Fam. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Fantasy Fam. 